we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. Defending truth and conscience over power and conformity. Always remember, others may hate you. Those who hate you don't win unless you hate them. Welcome to the American Muzo Show. A true revolution of values will soon cause us to question the fairness and justice of many of our past and present policies. Now, here's your host, Eric Mutsos. Welcome to the American Mutsos Show. I am your host, Eric Mutsos. I hope you're having a great day so far. I read this article, and I wanted to start off with it because I've been trying to simplify my life. I don't know if you guys out there have ever tried to do that because life is so... We're too busy. I really think we are too busy. So I read this article, and there's too many options. Also, so this is this is funny. This is from uh, Michelle Schroeder. Um, 18 ways to simplify your life in 2019. So I'll just kind of run through a lot of them really quick. So number one, watch TV less. I think that's happening just because of social media, people's phones. They're just, you know, a lot of people just scroll through social media. Um, but a lot of people are stuck on television. Um, my, in my family, we don't have cable just because of how much it is, but we do have Netflix, we do have internet, therefore YouTube. Um, my daughter said something extremely profound, my, my youngest, my seven-year-old. Um, she was just tired one day of just watching too much YouTube, and so she came up to me and she said, Dad, I kind of feel like I don't have a life because I'm watching someone else's life. And it was this you know, show with this family, it's watching their life. And so my daughter, my seven-year-old, she's recognizing this. And, and so she is an inspiration to me uh, to get away from, you know, social media, to get away from um, so much busyness. So watch TV less. She says, I talk about this on Making Sense of Sense, but TV is such a time waster. I love a good TV show, but I can honestly say that I watch way too much TV. Um, some people spend over 35 hours a week on television. Um, Wow. Number two, find free forms of entertainment. Um, Someone told me how expensive it was to enjoy life. They were telling me about all of their debt and how everything comes along with it. They also told me their fun budget was around $500 a month. Um, If you're trying to get rid of a high interest rate debt, I can think of any reason why you should be paying $500 a month to have fun. Um, That's interesting. Number three, pay off your debt to simplify your life. She says, I know you've heard this before. I'm making sense of sense, but this is a personal finance blog. So it's very important to me. Whether you have a student loan debt, credit card debt, car debt, or whatever else, paying it off will manage your finances easier um, and you will have less stress. Uh, Number four, don't waste time on being negative. This is really important, I think, because... I really, I truly believe that we become what we think. Um, I made this Facebook post a couple days ago. I said, I said, quote, I'm convinced the state of our current life is nothing more than the state of our current thoughts, Um, which includes being negative, right? Um, I, I go on, we are what we've been thinking about, and we will eventually become what we continue to think about. Think about things of the world, which is easy to do. We become worldly. However, think about God. We become like God. 
When we constantly think about ourselves, we become self-centered and unhappy. When we think about others, we unlock, the, we unlock golden rule rewards and find joy in others. Selflessness or selfishness, there's only two ways. The mind's eye is the most powerful lens in the universe, and depending on what we focus on and think about can lead us to an eternal heaven of lights or an everlasting hell of darkness. So I put that on Facebook. And uh, somebody commented, Larry Myers, he said, no wonder I look like a double bacon cheeseburger. But seriously, you're right on. Thank you, Larry, for that. So when she says, don't waste time on being negative, she goes on, we all have things that happen to us that turn from a good day to a bad. Maybe your car won't start in the morning, a friend canceled at the last minute, or you get a negative review at work. Having a negative reaction to these types of things is only natural, but it's what you do with these situations that can really impact your life. Um, I know that to be true because sometimes these storms I talked about, like on last show, will just come these storms and, and we can take that wind and we can, we can use it to either harness to go one way or let it just keep beating us. And, and so I, I, I like what she's saying here. Um, she goes on, like I said, that immediate reaction is a natural part of coping. However, instead of dwelling on negative that may be occurring in your life, such as feeling regret and or gossiping, you can be more productive by using this time for things that actually matter. So essentially what she's saying is you can go from, you can go on the offense. This last weekend in church, I teach the 16-year-olds. I help teach them. I guess I'm just an advisor. So I don't really say much, but sometimes I'll chime in. But um, we were talking about just how the world is if if we don't go on offense, we're we're automatically on defense with the things of the world. And so I, I explained to them that it's a lot like a river. Like we are we're in a river and that the center of that river is the is the most powerful. And so when we're in the center of that river and we're in the center of of the cultural current and it's just blasting if we're not paddling against that, we're going backwards automatically. That's spiritually, physically. If we're not taking action, we're automatically going back. And it, and sometimes when you let yourself go, you, you have no idea how quickly you can go back down the river. It's almost like you're starting, starting from zero again. And so what she's saying is that you can actually, you can start saying things and doing things for the positive and go on, go on an offense and I think that is the very best way because then you're not playing defense all the time. You're constantly looking to help other people. You're constantly trying to serve. You're constantly trying to do. Um, and so move, she goes on moving past difficult things, just that they're difficult, but finding ways to refocus your energy will help you hope you get through the day and life in general. All right. I really like that. Uh, number five, organize your life in 2019. I'm thinking about my garage. Do you have something that you're thinking about right now that you know you need to go organize? Go do it. How about you go do it and I'll go do my garage. So organize. Um, there's some bullet points here. She says the average person s spends 12 days per year looking for things they can't find. <laughs> wow. The average person spends 12 days per year looking at things they can't find. The next one, every day the average office worker spends 1.5 hours looking for things. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the next one. In a recent survey, 55% of consumers stated they would save anywhere from 16 to 60 minutes a day if they were organized. And then the last one is 23% of people pay bills late and have to pay late fees because they're unable to find their bills. That's amazing. So, number five, organize yourself. Um, that's a tough one. Next, number six, start saying no more often. This is powerful because have you ever noticed yourself just saying yes? Yes, 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 yes. Pretty soon you have way too many commitments, and then pretty soon you've spread yourself way too thin. So saying no more often will actually, it'll, it'll allow you to have more time to focus on what you truly want. And it, it may be another way to simplify your life. Um, number seven, spend less time on social media in 2019. This is, this is my goal. Um, I fail. I relapse. I'll take it off my phone. But, but this time I'm serious. It's been two days for me since I took off Facebook and Instagram. And I'm starting to feel cleansed. So spend less time on social media. Um, the average person... The average person spends over five hours a day on social media. That is disgusting. Number eight, pay expenses annually or semi-annually. There are some bills that you can pay each and every month, but if you were to find ways to eliminate some of these bills by paying for them annually or semi-annually, it may be one of the ways to simplify your life. Number nine, declutter, and maybe even downsize your life in 2019. So... Um, she says decluttering your life can lead to many benefits such as the ability to number one, save money. In some cases, a bigger home can, can cost more due to higher utility bills, more clutter being bought, higher insurance, more maintenance and repairs, higher purchasing price, etc. Number two, to have less clutter, the bigger your home, the more likely you have empty rooms and you feel you need to put stuff in. And now, she says, now that we live in an RV, we are much more mindful of what we buy. We think about every purchase in terms of weight size. Oh, that's pretty cool. I have a friend that did that. I have a friend that that actually, he did it. They sold their house. They homeschool. So they went on this like two-year tour around the country in a motor home. I mean, this was legit. They really did this. I couldn't believe it. But they wanted to declutter and they wanted to make their life simple. I have not caught back up to him, so I really don't know how that whole thing went down. Um, and then th the third, to spend less time on maintenance and repairs. Um, and then the last one is spend less time cleaning. So a, a larger home is going to take a lot more time than a smaller one, which makes complete sense. So number nine is declutter. When we come back... I'm going to finish these up, but there's some really good ones on how to simplify our lives. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to the American Mutsos Show. I'm your host, Eric Mutsos. I got a good, uh, cool email that came in. He said, you had me shamed when you said how we are in the car is who we are. Because <laughs> I said that on one show. He said, I was born in Finland and have been accused of being a Finnish rally driver. Then you had the exact same pet peeve. We graciously allow drivers to pull in front of us. So this is on one of my things that bug, how you'll let somebody in. 
and they won't wave. Um, and he says, when pull, cars pull out, then cricket, so nothing. On music, he said, my oldest daughter is a singer, songwriter, and the LDS Church picked up one of her songs and had David Archuleta record it. It's called Glorious. If you haven't heard it, between her video and David's cover and the hundreds of people who have covered it on YouTube, there have been at least 15 million views. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that song, by the way, Glorious. Um, he says, when Stephanie was writing it, she asked me to have a listen and gave some feedback. I I learned it on the piano and was ex- and expected a teenage tune, but instead it was so overcome with the message, I started to cry. That's all the feedback I could give. I choked out, and she had just written an anthem that the whole world would hear it someday. Fifteen years later, every corner of the planet has heard it, and many are inspired to reach out and tell her how it changed their life. By the way... I live in Utah. Keep doing the thing, brother. In my 58 years, when we are thinking that nothing is happening, that's when real change is being done. Stephanie's favorite message to everyone is keep going. Thank you so much for sending that. That means so much to me. Um, You know, music, I've been playing music on a lot of my shows, and and I'll do another one too, probably um, either this segment or next. but but music means so much to me for whatever reason it's like a it's a part of me it's hard for me to explain it i try to explain it to my wife like music to me is is one of god's languages like it is it is the language and and it just resonates in my soul even though i'm not great at it i still do it i i do it because i i love it that much and certain songs speak to me and so anyway thank you again for sending that email Okay, we're going to go back to 18 ways. So we we left off at declutter. Number 10, think about what is truly important in your life. She goes on. Um, so for those of you who weren't listening in the last segment, this these were 18 ways to, let's see, how was it said? 18 ways to simplify our lives. So number 10, think about what is important in your life. Just as finding ways to simplify your life is an important thing to think about, so is thinking of ways about the things that are thinking about the things that are important to you. It's a time to reflect what we want out of our life and achieve our goals. By making a list of our priorities and the things in life that are important to us, you'll be able to simplify your life by eliminating any extra clutter that might be holding you back. This is because you know and see exactly what's important to you, and you'll be able to to differentiate between things that are important and things that are not. This is a great way to learn how to simplify your life. One of my friends challenged me to just get down to a hundred things like in my house. I'm like, dude, there's no way. And he didn't either, but he made that challenge a couple of years ago to me. Um, number 11, stop paying for cable. The average cable bill is around $200 a month in the United States. Wow. That's gross. Number 12, have less clothing options. I don't know what it is. Um, I found out that other, either former police officers or cops, they like to have socks. I have so many socks, it's ridiculous. I have so many pairs of socks. So this says have, have less clothing options. By finding items that already match one another and by having a smaller wardrobe, you'll have more time to focus on things in life that can help drastically simplify your life. I made this... Facebook post. Um, 
sometimes I just propose bills, you know, because I, you know, that I love government so much and I love big government. They can just regulate our lives. So I propose this. This is an announcement to any U.S. senator or congressman. I propose a federally mandated bill called the No More Child or Adolescent Clothing Act of 2020. No more clothes, no more little clothes or socks can be manufactured, sewn, made, produced, knitted, etc. For any child under the age of 18 in any store in America and cannot be imported from any country ever. The other material that can be made is up to seven one-piece jumpsuits per child, color-coded to the individual child in the home. They can be handed down from child to child. So you only get seven. So each kid in this new law that I'm creating, this federally mandated law, you only get seven jumpsuits per kid, and it's only one color. That way, when mom and dad do laundry, everyone will know whose is whose instead of this giant pile of crap on your bed every week and you just want to explode. As a result, parents, child caregivers, and housekeepers will be able to do, be able to keep their sanity nerves and no longer have massive panic attacks several times a week. Upon signature of the president, all little, be, all little clothes will be burnt forever. Um, thank you, Eric Muto. Sorry, this needs government intervention, I said on my Facebook post. Number 13 is automate your payments. Um, you can automate a lot in your life, fortunately, automating your bills. The reason why this person, by the way, is talking a lot about finances is because this is her blog. It's called makingsenseofsense.com. Um, I've never read mo most of it. I just stumbled upon um, I actually, I've never read any of it, but I just stumbled upon this article. So that's why she keeps talking about it. So automate your payments. Uh, for number 14, gain confidence in 2019. Um, confidence can lead you. So this can be, so she says this can be one of the most difficult areas to work on, but I really do believe that gaining confidence can help you live simply and enjoy life more. Gaining confidence isn't, isn't an overwhelming thing. Rather, it starts by finding small ways to believe in yourself. This is a big deal. Like, I'm glad that she addressed this to gain confidence because, um, when you have confidence, everything just starts to go smoothly. When you meet people, talk to people, when you start to network, um, and I've, I've had that. I've had a lot of confidence in my life. I've, I've gone backwards to where I don't have any confidence. Um, and that, that has a lot to do with depression for me. Um, but so she has this, she has some points on this. So she says, attaining the things you deserve in life, getting the job you want, making more money, reaching your dreams, public speaking, meeting new people, networking like a boss, <laughs> managing a business or employees, traveling the world and more. I don't know why, but I've never been interested in managing employees. Um, a business, sure. But that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I do sales because I can, it's like I get in there, get it done, and I'm out, right? But there's some people that really love to manage people, and I don't know why. It just is not my thing. Um, maybe, maybe it's just I haven't found the right passion to be able to, you know, turn around and help somebody in, in the career field. But I've just never liked it. I've never liked managing people. Um, and then traveling the world and more. <laughs> That's another one. I don't know about you, but traveling to me, you know, my, my mom was a flight attendant growing up. And so we had these free flights pretty much my whole childhood. However, we flew standby, which meant that only if there was a seat, we would get it. And so 
we were stuck in the airport so much that it literally has ruined traveling for me. I'll go into the airport and I just start, my heart starts beating because I always think we're going to get bumped off the flight. Even if we have paid for a full flight, I still think like this is going to be a disaster. So she says traveling the world is going to help you gain confidence. Um, I would like to stay home um, or close at home. If there's a pool and there's sun, I'm good to go. Number 15, add reminders to your phone's calendar or any calendar so you don't forget. If it doesn't go in my phone for as a calendar, good night. It's over. I the the meeting will not happen. And so I can concur with what she is saying. She says, like I mentioned in a previous point, creating a reminder can be a huge help. I know this firsthand because if there's something coming up, I know I will not remember. So I don't know about you guys. I could say it like five times in a row. I I gotta go to this, gotta go. And then if it's not in my phone, I won't do it. So we'll come back. We just have a couple more and then we'll get into some current news. We'll be back in a minute. Timely, credible, thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to the American Mutsos Show. I'm your host, Eric Mutsos. Thanks for joining. So we've been talking about this this list it's a uh, 18 ways to simplify your life and we've gone through one through 16 i think so 16 was slow down as one of the ways to simplify your life and the author she goes on to say there are some days when it feels like all you're doing is rushing from one thing to the next the next thing you know you're climbing into bed wondering how the day went Maybe you're rushing through life on an even larger scale, spending spending college only thinking about graduation after graduation, only thinking about a job working. And that's funny because most people who go to college, I'm not saying college is bad. I didn't go to college. Um, they don't even they don't end up using their their degrees for what they're doing. And most people are in so much student debt that it destroys their life before they even get started. And then they can't get jobs and they don't use it. I think that that college in a lot of ways, not always, because higher education and continuing education is is so important. But we really got to be thinking about what we're going to be doing before we pay thousands and thousands of dollars to these colleges, um, because it is I think it's very, very disturbing on how many people are in debt for this. Um. Let's see. It's exciting to think about the future, but if you stop to look around where you're at right now, you might be surprised how good it is. That's that's powerful because if if you're constantly thinking about the future, I heard this and I said this on last show, that's where anxiety comes. If you're thinking about the past, you get depressed. And so try to think about just being present, which is one of the hardest things that I have. It is so hard for me to... Just be present. Just live in the moment. Just look around and think, this is where the happiness is. This moment right here is the moment to be minded. And everything else, it's you can't go in the future and you can't go in the past. So just enjoy it. Why is that so hard? Number 17, think before you multitask. Um, she goes on, this, this goes along with the previous point. As we rush through life, we have a tendency to multitask in order to speed through tasks and challenges. Some people can multitask successfully, but because it takes so much time to refocus on a new task, many people can't, which is me. This means that every time you switch between tasks, you may actually be spending more time than you think 
that you approached each task than if you approached each task separately. Think about your strengths and weaknesses to understand whether or not multitasking actually helps you save time. It's possible that you can multitask some things, but other things you need to do one full one-on-one attention. And for most, and for the most part, by single tasking, your your ability to focus on one thing at a time and fully complete the task in front of you will help you better focus on the ways to simplify your life. Number eighteen: sit in peace to simplify your day. Uh, we all live in a world that is constantly moving and making noise. However, when the last thing you do, just sit down in complete silence with no distractions. That's interesting. Um, what I like to do uh, when my day seems like it goes well i like to pray and and when i when i say my prayers and i can somehow get connected to heaven by the way if a person like me can get connected to heaven then a person like you absolutely can just know that so i like to pray that's one thing i like to ask for strength beyond my own Um, that's that's really important i like to ask in my prayers um, what i can do for him because a lot of times I I really believe this too. I really believe that one of the reasons why we're constantly in this battle to find happiness is because we're constantly thinking about ourselves and thinking about what's going to make us happy versus when we just like when we pray and we have a thought to help somebody and if we just do it that's that's the answer if we just continually trying to help other people sending someone a message smiling waving whatever it is just to brighten someone else's day that's when our day gets brighter um very weird paradox but that's the truth okay we're gonna get to some news i really don't want to do this but geez you know you gotta sometimes just look at the articles of what's happening so this is kind of cool this actually is kind of cool so According to Tuesday's article published on live action, Wendy's has adoption on its mind over abortion. So according to the Family Council, some of the companies that widely support Planned Parenthood, including Clorox, um, Nike, Starbucks, United Airlines, and more. In May, Netflix employees donated at least 20000 to Planned Parenthood. Netflix announced that it would be recon, uh, reconsidering filming in Georgia as a result of the new heartbeat law. What are the details? Through Wendy's Wonderful Kids, a program belonging to the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, children who belong in a group of considered more difficult to place are given a leg up in achieving adoption. That group includes those children who are older, having special needs, or are a part of a sibling group. These kids are able to engage with Wonderful Kids program to help find homes using evidence-based child-focused methods. I love this. And I love that Wendy's is doing it. Um, I've always liked Wendy's. So now, my two favorite fast foods, which are Chick-fil-A and Wendy's, are both number one and two. And they're doing this. I love it. Uh, Wendy's kicked off a new initiative in May called the Cause Cups, which will feature a snap code that allows customers to donate $5 to the Dave Thomas Foundation for adoption through a simple and efficient click of their smart device. That's pretty cool. So Live Action reported on the fa- uh, that the foundation hopes to bring the Wendy's Wonderful Kids program to all 50 states by 2028. What else? Wendy CEO Rita Sorensen told Columbus Monthly that they, the key to being able to place the children in stable homes forever is to know the children. Good for Wendy's for doing this. 
I love when corporations will stand up, especially when the the current is going the exact opposite way. Good for them. Good for Chick-fil-A. Good for Wendy's. That's where my money is going. Okay, so I said I was going to do a song this segment. I found this song last week, and I've just been hooked on it. I, I find these songs, and I just put them on repeat. But this one is called To the Table, and, and basically it reminds me of the scripture where where it says, can you sit at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Like, are you able to, if you were invited, could you sit there? You know, and I think so many of us, we would say no to that because we don't feel like we're worthy to do it. And I've had that, I've had that feeling so many times. Like, I'm just not worthy to be able to do some of these things that we're called to do as Christians. And so this song, I love it so much because I believe this is a message that Christ would share um, that just come, just come. And this, this gospel's for you. Like my, my atonement was for you. And so anyway, this is called to the table. I hope you like it. I hope, uh, I hope that it resonates with you. <clears throat>
Welcome back to the American Mutso Show. I'm your host, Eric Mutso. I want to go over some thoughts, some quotes. One thing that I love, you know, today I'm not even going to do a thing that bugs. I usually do something that bugs and something I love. I'm just going to do things that I love. I love just good thoughts to the point, one liner sometimes. Um, one thing that I did say on Facebook, I said, I'm convinced the battles that we face today. They're somewhat a test to see if we're truly committed to the life we want in the future. Because usually the things that we want, the hardest things, the things that are like our goals, it takes a lot of work to get there. And it just doesn't come easy. And so I said, I'm convinced the battles we face today are a test to see if we are truly committed to the life we want in the future. A man named David, I think it's Bruger, he said... The better to have stories to share of victories and scars to show the badges of honor. In eternity, will you want to hear my stories of trials and adventures or about how comfortable and uninteresting another's life was? That's a good thought. Sandra Heflin said, yes, great example. I recently told someone that God often rips us out of our comfort zone to enable us to get to get his bigger and better plan. I told them to relax. I told them to relax into it and trust him when that happens. So easy to say until it's you. The very next day, in caps, I was tested in exactly that manner. My whole world was turned upside down in an instant when I learned that we would have to move. We have been very comfortable in our home. It's convenient and provides us a great lifestyle. I let the initial emotion of panic wash over me, and then I just said, Okay, God, I'm ready to see your plan which I know is infinitely better than mine always. Wow. That's uh, that's powerful, Sandra. Um, within hours, but they were long, meaning her, the hours were long. He could afford at a price less, less than what I'm paying in a phenomenal part of town. Even better, my daughters watched this all play out and witnessed my calm faith. The Sandra of yesterday could, could, not, do, could not do that. I would have panicked and set into motion six problems for myself never aware that a much bigger hand was at play. I'm grateful and amazed. That's really amazing. Thanks for sharing that, Sandra. Cheryl Riggs said, God already knows us and what is in our hearts. These trials are all for us. We need to know with confidence who we are, but our brains are complicated, so we have to look at the proof. Proof that we are capable. Proof that we are lovable. Debbie Brown says, yep, and sometimes it's a tad hard to continue to what we said we want. If we if we keep at it, then we will make it. Um, Valentine Brandon said, can't do it without grace, I'll tell you that. That's one thing that I'm really, really trying to learn is is trying to submit to God's will and not our will and trying to um, surrender. I keep hearing this word surrender lately, and it keeps like really, really flashing in my mind, surrender. And, and that's what I, I I believe that's where you're going to find happiness. Um, a member of my church, he's, he's passed now. Um, but his name is Boyd Packer, Boyd K Packer. He said this very, very powerful. I'm going to read this to you. He said, perhaps the greatest discovery of my life without question The greatest commitment came when I finally had the confidence in God that I would loan or yield my agency to him without compulsion, without pressure, without duress, 
as a single individual alone by myself, no counterfeiting, nothing expected other than the privilege, in a sense speaking figuratively, to take one's agency, that precious gift which the scriptures make plain is essential to life itself and say, I will do as you direct, is afterward to learn that in so doing you possess it all the more. Which basically means that when we put our trust in God and we give him, give him our will, we actually get more agency. Like we, for whatever reason, we think it's the other way around. Meaning if we want to do what we want to do, then we get more choices and we, we have more of a, you know, we have more options when the truth is if we just do what God wants us to do, God gives us way more options. Um, even though it's his will because he opens everything up. Um, my brother was telling me about this person in his church, this, this older gentleman, he, he saw him at the Deseret industries. It's a thrift store and this, and this older guy in his ward, um, in his church, he was helping this younger, younger lady to work. He was driving, she didn't have a car. She's a, um, I think a refugee, well, throughout his life, he was telling my brother that because he does what God wants him to do, these people will just come into his life so that he helps. He's been given, I mean, gifted from other people. I think it's like nine houses, like full on a house. And this man will find the right family and then give and then sign those houses over. And so what's happened is he has has literally tapped into God, like God is giving him all of these things that he can just turn around and give to other people. And I think that that's, that's how it works. Like sometimes we think that when it rains, we want to keep all of that water in one bucket. When the reality is if we just empty that bucket to somebody else, it'll just keep filling up over and over and over. And so I love that quote from uh, Boyd K. Packer saying that that was the greatest thing that he's ever done is, is submitted his will over to God's. Um, and this next one is from Neil A. Maxwell. He's also, um, was a member of my church. Um, he's passed as well, but he said the submission of one's will is really the only uniquely personal thing we have to place on God's altar. It is a hard doctrine, but it's true. The many other things we give to God, however nice they may be for us are actually things he has already given us. And he has loaned them to us. But when we begin to submit ourselves by letting our wills be swallowed up in God's will, then we are really giving something to him. Wow. Here's a thought. The enemy wouldn't be attacking you if something valuable wasn't inside of you. Thieves don't break into empty houses. Here's another one. Sometimes the bad things that happen in our lives put us directly on paths to the best things that will ever happen to us. Um, another thought. One bad chapter doesn't mean your story is over. I wrote this on Facebook on July 14th. I said, no matter how dark it can get and how far we've sunk, God's light and love will find you every single time through prayer and faith, even if we've done it to ourselves. A lot of times when a storm comes, like I said on the last show, um, sometimes they come out of the blue and sometimes they're self-induced. Um, but either way, there's a path back. 
And so I said, God will always provide an escape hatch out of the prison we've put ourselves in or the storm we are facing. The hard part for us is the hatch is usually a personal behavior we must immediately change in order to get out and move to the next level spiritually or simply just hang on tight until the storm ends. Either way, he's there to help, always waiting. It's up to us to knock. And then I have a picture of uh, uh, praying hands and it says prayer changes, changes everything. Here's a thought. True friends talk crap to your face and say nice things behind your back. (laughs) I love it. Um, Next, stop carrying the mountain God has told you to climb. I'll read that one more time. Stop carrying the mountain God has told you to climb. Next, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. I am convinced, like I am 100% convinced that most people are really struggling. Like some, like most people, most people listening to this are thinking, why me? Like, it's, does every, am I the biggest mess on planet Earth? Um, may, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just me. I'm the biggest mess. But I think that if we knew how how big of problems are going on in people's lives, we would be a lot kinder. And so be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Next thought. The first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. And the first to forget is the happiest. I'll read it one more time. The first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. And the first to forget is the happiest. Gosh, I love it. Here's a good one. And I'll end with this one. The devil won't bother you while you're living in sin. He'll bother you when you're trying to get out. Have you ever noticed anytime you want to step up spiritually how hard it gets? It's like the walls are crashing in. The devil won't bother you while you're living in sin. He'll bother you when you're trying to get out. Satan don't kick, no dead dog. Thanks for listening. Um, You've been listening to American Mutso Show. I'm your host, Eric Mutsos. God bless and make it a great day. Timely, credible, thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.